1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.
2: Well, wouldn't it be like, wouldn't it be nice to hear Connor McDavid dancing around opponents? Well, it could happen in the summer. Always enjoy hearing the Jack Michaels play-by-play highlights in the intro to Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We are rolling into the weekend. Looks like there might be a storm coming here, at least in my part of Edmonton. Maybe something moving in a little bit later on tonight. I will keep you updated over the next hour if anything breaks out. You too, Kellen, if you get any thunder or lightning down there at the station. How are things, buddy? Doing pretty good. You're
3: probably looking at the same weather I am right now, where we got uh, it's gone from sunny to very gray and dark outside.
2: Yeah, little gray here. I'm obviously uh, north of where uh, you are, and Mm. this one might be coming in from the south a bit, so uh, we will obviously let people know if there is uh, a storm worth talking about. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630. Chad, you can call or text 780-496-0063. I've just opened the text line, Kellen, and at the uh, end of the afternoon news, I was on with, uh, uh, what's what's his name again? Chris Brent Grant? Brent Linger, Grant. Chris Brent Grant. Yes. So I, I don't really, personal policy, I don't learn anybody's name until they've worked here for at least two years. And now I'm meeting far fewer people in person that I've been at home for two months. So he had me on the show just to talk about werewolves for four minutes, which, oh, by the way, challenge accepted. Four minutes, not enough. And I've seen some people uh, text again who are listening to that. So I, I, I appreciate that. And we'll have to play werewolves um What's the song, Werewolves of London? Sure. Yeah, we could play that a little bit later on. Why not? If you have a request for a song coming back from commercial, did you save all those the other night, Kellen? I have did. I'm just trying to find where I saved them. Oh, I saved oh, them somewhere on a oh, yeah. oh, no, I, I got them right here, Reed, I, I saved them. He's, like, furiously typing, trying to find them. It's okay, buddy, if you didn't save them. No, just, I did save. save
3: them. The problem is, is that, well, you've seen our system.
2: We've oh, got, like, a million followers frozen. here. <laughs> oh, the duh That Brian Hall's dog ate all the song titles. Brian Hall's dog, by the way, 107 years old. It's incredible. Congratulations. Okay, a little bit later on this half hour, uh, we are going to talk to Randy Ambrosi, the uh, commissioner of the Canadian Football League. We will also have a racing focused second half hour of the show. We will talk to Kent Verlick. He's the executive director of Horse Racing Alberta. They're getting ready to get back in the saddle. Someone requested a Gene Principe type pun. I think that's the best I could do there. And Kimberly Reeves will be on the show as well, who's uh, the owner of Castrol Raceway. And I believe they have stuff going on tonight, don't they, Kellen? They are supposed to, yep. All right. So uh, and I think maybe tomorrow as well. So we'll see what's going on. As uh, I, I believe at Castro, you can go watch. I don't think they're going to have actual people there for uh, the horse racing, but we'll we'll get the stories straight from the people who are uh, who are doing the organizing. So that's what we're going to get to a little bit later on tonight. There was no. Uh, announcement today from the Canadian government or from the National Hockey League about the border issue, the quarantine issue. Of course, that is the big hang-up for Canadian City, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, the finalists, for hosting postseason games once the NHL gets back to finish the season. Training camp, of course, starts July 10th. Then we're probably looking at last week of August or pardon me, last week of July, first week of August for the actual games being played. We thought something might come out today. Nothing has been announced, so that's an ongoing story. The uh, the NHL, a lot of the local governments want the players to be deemed uh, necessary workers, so they can come in, uh, waive the quarantine for them, gather for training camp, and then fly off to the hub cities and going to go play. And if you had Edmonton, Vancouver, or Toronto as one of those cities, you'd be moving. 12 teams into those cities. So you'd need uh well, about 600 exemptions. They're probably going to have 50 players uh, per team traveling. So something to remember there, a member of the Boston Bruins has uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Now the player was asymptomatic and apparently not involved in uh, any of the team workouts. Of course, players are allowed to skate workout in small groups and the player has since tested negative twice. So that makes it 12 National Hockey League players who have tested positive for COVID-19. And this, uh, again, this player was asymptomatic. But uh, I imagine we'll probably have some positive cases propping up, uh, popping up in the pro sports world as we move along here. Don't forget, until midnight tomorrow on 630 com or globalnews.ca, go to the Oilers page on either of those websites, and you can vote for the Edmonton Oilers all-time All-Stars. And then next week, one position per day is going to be unveiled here on Inside Sports and on Global News Hour at 6. So you got six forwards, four defensemen, two goaltenders, and a coach. I'm not going to surprise anybody here. The uh, coaching category, Glenn Sather, has over 80% of the votes. It's close for the one of the goaltending positions behind Grant Feuer. And there's what I consider a bit of an upset in the number six position for the forwards. I, I won't I won't I mean obviously they're all very good players. I didn't think this player would get quite these this many votes, but he was uh an incredibly popular Euler. And I imagine, especially maybe with a slightly younger generation, that's why he's getting in there, but you can cast your votes by going to our website. All right. We'll call a quick timeout. We'll give Kellen a chance to run down to the dumpster and see if he can find his notes from the other night. And then we have Randy Ambrose inside sports on Chat. If it wasn't for this nasty coronavirus, we would spend much of this edition of Inside Sports breaking down however the Eskimos did last night against the BC Lions. Would have been their first game of year. This would have been kickoff weekend in the CFL. Instead, we wait and hope there will be a season. The commissioner of the Canadian Football League is Randy Ambrosie. Randy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? Doing well. It's great to have you on the show again. We always appreciate whenever you can update fans of the Canadian Football League about what is going on or about what might go on. Look, Randy, I, I might as well just dive in with the big one because it's the one we hear a lot of people talking about. Any update on a, on a timeline for a decision about when you could start camp, when you could start the season, and, and if those things might happen at all?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I don't have a date that I'm going to share. So if uh, I hate to disappoint uh, your listeners and those great uh, Eskimo fans, but I don't have a date. But what I can tell you is there's some really, really good work being done uh, narrowing down uh, the things that we could consider doing, a ways to play, potentially play this year. Uh, we've got a lot of really good people, including all of our team presidents, and, you know, that include Chris Presson working on that. Uh, you know, the work's not done. There, there still are some hurdles. I, I noticed even in the NHL announcement today, you know, there's still a bit of a caveat there, right? That this is what we want to do, but it's obviously subject to, you know, healthcare issues. And, uh, and so we're working our way through that. You know, what I'm really happy to say is that um, got, we're really focused on two big things. One is, is doing everything we can to set this league up for long-term success. And there's some, you know, really positive efforts being made there and number 2 is a group that uh, uh, it includes myself all working on the idea of how can we play this year and get uh, and get our great CFL players back on the field and those two things we believe really fit well together and ultimately we'll uh, we'll do our best to to make a decision as as quickly as we can
2: you know Randy it may not always be fair but it's inevitable when the sports world is going through something like this that there are going to be comparisons that League A is doing this, could League B do it? League C is going to try it. What's League D doing? The hub city com- uh, concept, the NBA is going to put everybody in one spot. The NHL has been talking about uh, picking two cities. Is some sort of hub city scenario at all viable for the CFL?
1: Well, it's one of the things we're really looking at. And uh, and hub city has some advantages, right? Uh, because what you're doing is you are bringing... Bringing your entire ecosystem into really a state of isolation uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're investigating it uh, you know could we potentially keep our our players and all of our football operations and everyone involved with the game a little safer if we uh, if we kind of you know contain them all inside a well in our case it would have to be a gigantic bubble but it, in you know inside a bubble is one of the is one of the things that's appealing about it of course uh you know so we're examining all of those health uh, issues and then on the other side there's the uh, the business of the financial issues but uh we are committed to seeing this through to figuring out if we can make it happen got a lot of really good people working on the project and and you're right we're always going to be compared but you know you have to remember read uh the nhl the nba major league baseball and uh and the MLS were all into their seasons when this happened. We we never got started. So our our challenge is a little bit different than theirs. They've, you know, they've had their teams all set. You know, the, the problem we face is we we now are looking at rosters of 90 guys. So it's it's not the well-defined rosters that you would see in the NF or the NBA and the and the NHL. So a challenge on our part, but we're committed to seeing if we can work it
2: through and figuring out a way to play. Randy Ambrosi, Commissioner of the CFL, joining us tonight at Inside Sports. The border between Canada and the U.S. and a quarantine for players returning to Canada has been a topic of discussion as well. You know, again, the NHL is hoping to work around some of those things. What about with the Canadian Football League? I mean, clearly you have a lot of player in the sta- players in the states, and I think when they would back where we're back, you'd want them to get going, not being cooped up in a hotel room or, or their house for two weeks.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that we're looked, uh, talking about and looking at. You know it's a lot of people. So again, remember, you're not talking about your set roster. In the NHL, they're going to bring their team back. In our case, uh, you know, we bring we bring ninety, roughly ninety players to training camp in order to end up with a football team. So you're really not isolating a small group; you're isolating a very, very large one. And that's one of the challenges that uh, that we're facing. Is that had we had we started our season, had we had this thing going, now you'd be dealing with a relatively, at least a, a smaller universe of players. But because we haven't even started the season, we're dealing with this gigantic universe. And that's one of the complexities, especially when uh, a good portion of those, that very large universe of players will have to cross a border in uh, in order to get the training camp.
2: Is I don't know if deal breaker is the right word here, Randy, but I'll kind of phrase it this way. Is playing with fans a, a deal breaker for a potential season? Do you need to find a way to get to get at least uh, some people into whatever buildings or buildings you wind up using?
1: Well, look, it's a big issue for us. And I believe sports was always designed to be played in front of fans. And I'll, you know, obviously for me, one of my greatest memories in my uh my life is running onto the field at commonwealth i remember the very first friday night uh, rematch uh, was the first time that uh, the the asks and the stampeders did the uh, monday friday and a run out onto commonwealth uh, onto the turf and it was a sold out crowd and commonwealth was just rocking and you know how important that is to the you know to the game and how it makes the players feel uh, it's very difficult for us not to play with fans but again we said uh, in the spirit of exploring all options we would look at the possibility of having to do a no fan uh, scenario and uh, and read we're running that uh, we're running that to ground to see if we can somehow some way make that work
2: is it just kind of uh, a waiting game here with the, the request you've made to the federal government is there any update for people tonight
1: yeah, not really a waiting game. I've, I know the, the request they made of us is they have asked us to look at the programs they have been creating. The context of those programs is that the governments, and I didn't know this, by the way, uh, but I've certainly learned a lot. Uh, the governments would typically, if they were going to build a program uh, to support an industry, those programs would take anywhere between 12 and 24 months to to create. They would do consultation with industry. They would have uh, a lot of input from the parties who they wanted to support. A lot of these programs that the feds have rolled out in the last, uh, you know, say 45 days were rolled out on two or three days, two or three days notice. And a lot of information is still not contained within them. Qualification information, details about. How the programs would work, and that's not a criticism of the Feds. That's just the reality of them trying to do something to restart an economy or or have a, an economy uh, not fall off a cliff. Uh, so we're working through them. We made a commitment to them that we would explore all of those options to see what we um, you know what might apply to us, and that process continues today.
2: Okay, and Randy, I'm going to end with a bit of a different question. And the CFL is losing somebody, not a league employee, but someone whose voice has been synonymous with the league for quite a while. Very popular broadcaster in Canada, Chris Cuthbert, no longer with uh, with TSN, and obviously he'd been the the flagship play-by-play guy with uh, with TSN for well heck, well uh, well over a decade. Uh, certainly a guy you would have got to know uh extremely popular member of the media and and like i said strongly associated with your league
1: yeah you know what listen you um you can't have been supported by chris the way he supported us without uh without uh you know sending him off with our best wishes Uh, obviously we're disappointed to lose him uh but you know he he obviously spotted an opportunity uh, you know to, to go in a different direction and, I, and who am I to be critical of that but I'll say we we appreciate everything Chris has done for the CFL. we appreciate those some of those some of those amazing moments that he called you know which is a part of uh, what makes our game so great. but we also know that TSN uh, you know will rebound they'll have um, you know next there's always in sports uh, Reed you know this the, the next person up, the next man up. And TSN will uh, will deliver, uh, you know. For you know, they'll deliver for us. We know that, and we will just wish Chris well.
2: Well, Randy, well, I'm really happy you came on the show tonight. Uh, you know, f- fans are obviously uh, curious, excited, hopeful about there being a kickoff in September for the 2020 CFL season. We appreciate you staying in touch, and all the best to you. I know we'll talk again soon.
1: Yeah, Reed, thank you, and best wishes to you and and all of your listeners. Thank you.
2: All right, so that is Randy Ambrosi communicating to you. He has been under fire from some members of the CFL Players Association for the league not communicating enough to the players through this as the CFL continues to work through the pandemic. We will get racing when we get back to Inside Sports. Neil from the Edmonton Oilers. Some playoff experience there that should help the club when they get back on the ice. Kellen, what was that one? Was that one of our requests?
3: Yeah, from the other night. <laughs> I found a list. It was great. Um, Joe Satriani, Big Bad Moon, from the album Flying in a Blue Dream. He's kind of do a guitar who, god
2: type guy. And do we know who requested that one?
3: That is from... What's that road nope? Uh to, yeah, Roadhammer. It was Roadhammer. Oh, good. Yeah,
2: there that, we go. Roadhammer's our champion. There he is. He's our slot champion, Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. Which has not been affected by the pandemic. Maybe that's his feed music he wants to use. Because we never started. <laughs> All right thanks a lot for tuning in 780-496-0063 is how you can text in well really what everything you want uh, i was going to say about sports or about music you can really text me anything you like i may not read it on the air but i'll read it to myself anyway we do want to update uh some sports some venues and what's going on here because so many things have been affected by the pandemic he's the executive director of horse racing alberta kent verlich is on the phone kent you're on with reed how are you doing sir
4: I'm doing great, Reid. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Yeah, well, thanks for making time for us. Uh, you know, there are, are so many sports events, venues, where people will be be kind of saying to themselves or to people like me what's going on with what are they doing with and and obviously there's been some news with with horse racing alberta this week i I do want to get into some more detailed questions but can you give us the uh kind of general overview of what's happening with horse racing in the province now
4: well we're off to the uh, starting gate i guess is the best way to put it we have our first race day happening this uh, sunday and track on two that's out at uh, Lacombe, just uh, outside of the town of Lacombe, the county. So uh, we're very happy to have that. And then, you know, all of our tracks are opening up. That's standard bread racing that they're doing at Lacombe. And uh, the next race day is actually June the 21st, and that's at Century Mile. That's our first thoroughbred day. And uh, the next day, it's uh, 22nd, and that's the first... Uh, Standard Red Racing Day at Century Downs. And we got tracks opening up later in July as well. We have a track out at uh, Grand Prairie that's uh, opening on July the uh, 11th. And then finally uh, in Rocky Mountain Turf Club in Lethbridge on uh, September the 5th.
2: Okay. So Century Mile, the new one by our airport here in Edmonton. And this, I mean, there was so much hype around that, excitement, excitement. You got the new venue going. I mean, I went out there for a, a preview last year. That was a lot of fun. And hadn't things started there, and then you had to come to a halt?
4: Uh, You know, we never they're, – they're, they're a thoroughbred track, so it didn't get halted okay.
2: there. We were actually racing in Century Downs
4: in Calgary. Okay. And they had just got the season started, got the first three days in, and they had to stop Yes. That's
2: okay, true. so they just started in Calgary. Okay, so this is going to be the, the launch then next Sunday for here in Edmonton. That's going to be the first thoroughbred racing day of the year, that's right. Okay, awesome. So this has been so many people just waiting to go. So, I mean, I assume you've had jockeys, all the people that help with the horses, and although let's not forget the athletes themselves, the horses, that have had to wait through all this, stay in shape, and and be taken care of.
4: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's since march 17th is when they effectively they they closed the racing <clears throat> entertainment center and that also closed the track for any operations but uh we had horses at both century downs and standard reds and of course the thoroughbreds at century mile and so they were there they in standby but they were also deemed an essential service because you know the horses have to be fed and watered and loved and exercised every day and so you know but they've been hanging on it's it was, it was a tough time. It was a tough time for the industry to go through that. But uh, here we are. We've made it through, and we're ready to go.
2: Okay. H- how How is this going to affect some of the, the major races that are contested every year? Yeah. Like,
4: for example, we've we've had to move the uh, Canadian Derby. It's going to be in September, I think. It's the 27th. We've had to move them back. There's been a lot of juggling. I mean, our, our racing season this year was... The plan was for 227 race days. It's going to be 141. We're only racing about 64% of the number of race days that we expected, and, and it's the same. It's Everything's been calibrated back to the 64%, our funding for purses, our funding for uh, even our, our breed improvement program. So, you know, and it may have an impact on some of the stake race amounts as well, but uh, we're glad to be going. The purse amounts are the same as they would be. It's just for a fewer amount of days.
2: Okay so so there will be a Canadian derby I'm I'm glad to hear that yeah. spectators spectators there you go can can we go like for Edmontonians, Edmonton and Edmonton area next Sunday fathers day can can they go what's the deal
4: uh well you know we're we're trying to do some spectator racing at the moment. Uh, you know, uh, opening up, especially at Century Mile, uh, we're probably, you know, the, the Racing Entertainment Centre is going to be open, but it's going to be scaled back because there were, there's certain uh, rules and regulations, of course, because of the pandemic that are put in place with respect to social distancing. So, I, you know, unfortunately, this is one, if anyone out there has heard of HPI, it's an internet app. You can watch all the races using that particular app you download it for free and you can watch the races you can bet on the races as a matter of fact we've been maintaining about 65 percent of our handle revenue from foreign handle and some of the other tracks because people have been migrating over to that particular uh, platform so yeah probably not going to be able to do a lot of live racing until maybe a little later probably starting in july we just want to get things kind of get the bugs worked out. Make sure everything is working well. You know, they've been working with COVID uh, gu- guidelines and protocols the backstretch all along. But you know, when it comes to live racing, we just want to. So, so not that weekend. No, not not a Century Mile.
2: Okay, but so again, I used, I want to stress that is an app people have to download. It's not a website. HPI is the app, that right. but then they can they can engage the same way. They'll just be viewing through the app rather than being in in the in the stands that's right i mean
4: like i say the racing entertainment center is open there's an otb that's located there as well but you know it'll be you know they can't open at full capacity so you know it's not it's not like it's there's a new normal here and there's a new normal for racing as well so i think we'll have to hold off now I i should say by the canadian derby by the 27th i think you know maybe by then uh we may have some uh, the maybe ability to have more people come on that day and i think i've confused that issue for you I, i'm talking about this first weekend here
2: yeah for know, sure people,
4: yeah it's father's day and we're expecting that there might be a lot of people who want to go out and it's probably not really a great idea this year just because they're going to be controlling the crowds and keeping them off of the apron or around the rail and things like that but uh for, for canadian derby yeah that that could be a different matter
2: yeah, for sure. I get Luckily. you. I, right. Thanks for clear. Yeah, that's next Sunday, obviously, as things progress. Who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be different rules as we go along. Uh, Kent, before I let you go, did I miss anything impor- important or where would you like to direct people just if they want to get all the information or check dates and things like that?
4: Well, you know they can come to our uh, HRA website. It's thehorses.com, and all that information is there. Each of the racetracks, of course, have their own website, so so you can go there as well. But yeah, and uh, we have our own Facebook page. So if they're interested, I would say look at that. We've got some really great videos on a lot of our platforms at uh, social media platforms, where you can see some of the inside, like in the backstretch and horses working. So that's what I would. That's what I'd advise. Thanks for all writing. right.
2: Yeah, well, Kent, we appreciate the update. We wish you all the best. Uh, you, like everybody else, your organization, like all organizations and businesses, are, are adapting. I'll definitely check out that HBI app for sure. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Thank you for coming on the show tonight and uh, keep in touch. Really appreciate it.
4: I'd love to. Thanks. Thanks again, Reed.
2: That is Kent Verlich checking in, the executive director of Horse Racing Alberta. So, uh, next. Sunday Father's Day they will race at Century Mile uh no spectators but the app is called HPI if you want to watch the races and maybe place a little wager or two we'll check in with Castrol Raceway when we get back there's your quarterback trevor harris who has certainly won the internet for this week i think anyway awesome video of him pulling a fire truck i would suggest going to trevor's instagram the eskimos twitter i actually retweeted it on my twitter as well it is very funny you've all seen these big strong athletes doing something like pulling a fire truck well trevor harris does that with a little bit of a twist, I, I would suggest taking a second to check it out if you have time. It is 7:46. You heard from Randy Ambrosi tonight, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League. Kent Verlick was just on the show. He's the executive director of Horse Racing Alberta. So they will finally get going at uh, Century Mile down by the airport next Sunday. Uh, No spectators, but you can watch online through the HPI app. That's also how you can wager. We also want to check in with Castrol Raceway. Kimberly Reeves, owner and marketing with Castrol, is on the line. Kimberly, nice to talk to you. What is going on tonight? Oh, my gosh. It's
0: crazy. We got about 200 cars out here on site for the JB's Power Center Street Legal, and it's really you know, the first opportunity, green light to go that we've had this season. So it's a pretty exciting night.
2: All right, and it's been sort of, uh, as for everybody, but I'll let you put it in your own words, bit a bit of a, a rocky ride at Castrol, I guess, so far.
0: Yeah, uh, what we found out, I guess, the hard way is there really doesn't exist as an industry sector for motorsports. So when AHS is, of course, you know, making plans and reviewing for the relaunch strategies, we didn't fit anywhere. Uh, So they categorized us under racing entertainment, which, of course, historically is for uh, horses and gaming. So there was a few challenges there. But, uh, you know, with lots of communication with AHF, we did finally get our own industry sector guidelines. And today is opening day with Phase 2.
2: Okay, good stuff. Now, now what about, I I was just talking about what's going on with horse racing. What about, uh, as you guys keep going here, uh, what are some of your uh, safety guidelines and what about spectators at Castrol?
0: So we are limited to 100 spectators at this time. There's no limits on the number of participants and crew so long as the crew are of course deemed essential for you know the safety of the participants and for the most part and of course you know family immediate family and cohort family are always welcome in with any of the participants as well as they are anywhere else in alberta at this time so you know for us um we've implemented a ton of new stuff uh everything is basically gonna be paperless you know et slips are going to be done via an app Uh, the waiver is done online it's a smart waiver all of your ticket purchases and driver registrations have to be done online in advance now And we just scan that qr code as you're coming in and like everywhere else of course you know we have to mandate and the physical distancing and all of the hygiene protocols that are put into place but we have 320 acres so we're not too worried about our physical distancing issues
2: Okay. Uh, Tell me a little bit about uh, the schedule. From here forward, will you be able to proceed as you had hoped, or might there be some adjustments along the way?
0: Well, we've already had to make a few adjustments. So, um, one of our, of course, bigger drag racing events each year is the Mopar Rocky Mountain Nationals, presented by JV's Power Center. That has been suspended until 2021. It was originally scheduled for the beginning of July, and we just didn't feel that And phase three was going to be, you know, even possible in that short of a timeline. And of course, we have a lot of our participants coming from the states and different provinces. So we did make the decision to suspend that event until 2021. Um, There's going to be a few slight adjustments, I think, you know, over the next, let's say four to six weeks in our schedule, but nothing major that I can see at this time for the participant based events. And we're deferring all of our late summer decisions until mid-July you know um, we have of course monster truck throwdown at the end of August we have hot August night 200 mile an hour shootout big fan fair favorite events um, that we don't really want to cancel if we don't have to Um, obviously with uh, the COVID pandemic things are changing day to day Um, for us our whole week this week changed within a 36 hour window so we really want to wait until the 11th hour before we pull the plug or we have to pull the plug we're just looking at you know our glasses half full and uh maybe by late august we can have 10,000 people back
2: okay i I know there's stuff going on right now and you got to get back to did i did i miss anything important or anywhere you want to direct people just to keep updated
0: So definitely go to CastrolRaceway.com. We are updating. I am updating my website daily, our Facebook page, Edmonton's Castrol Raceway daily. Um, Any new news or information that we have out there. And, of course, there's all kinds of new policies in place. We encourage everyone to stay connected there as often as possible. And, you know, I just want to do, like, a big shout-out to the Alberta motorsport community. We couldn't have done this without, you know, such a united front to come up with guidances and policies to get us back on track. And, of course, you know, we want to see a reduction in stunting and street racing. We work very closely with the Edmonton Police Services Blue Line Racing Team and the RCMP Yield Racing Team. Tonight is the JB's Power Center Street Legal. We're now giving people a place to have that need for speed bit of fun in their lives. Motorsport is recreation for us. We're not professionals. So, you know, let's let's make sure that we get uh, that speeding, stunting, and street racing back into a safe controlled and fun atmosphere so but uh, yeah we're just excited to be out here
2: well said kimberly i'll let you get back to work thank you so much for checking in Thanks, all the best with castro raceway
0: all right sounds great i appreciate it
2: kimberly reeves from castro raceway on inside sports tonight in the uh middle of a shift with some uh, stuff going on on the track so that is that that is pretty cool appreciate that 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text dave has written he says reed Uh, just listen to Kent Verlick horse racing. Alberta says racing is an essential service. Horses need to be fed, looked after loved, et cetera. Does he realize those horses are owned by the wealthy? They can afford to feed those horses without getting money from fans and slot machines. Uh, Dave, looking after the horses is an essential service. Horse racing itself was not deemed an essential service. If it was, it wouldn't have shut down for the the last few weeks of, of the pandemic. But the people who look after the horses were deemed essential. So they said, you still have to go to work uh, and, and feed the horses and, and take care of them because if horses are left alone and not fed, they will die. So that, uh, that is what he meant by that. Horse racing itself was not an essential service. The workers who help care for the horses and look after them were called essential workers. Jared says, uh, Reed, I have an idea for when the NHL goes to 32 teams, you keep the 24 team playoff – But for the bottom eight teams, they also play off, let's say, best of three or best of five. The winner of this eight-team playoff gets the first overall pick, and uh, the other top picks are decided by who does best in this playoff. Tell me what you think. Jared, be honest with you, I don't like it at all. I don't think a playoff for first overall would – I mean, imagine those Oilers teams that were just awful, and then you throw them into a playoff for – to get the, the the first overall pick, I mean, how intense is is that going to be? I, I, I just don't see that having any cachet at all. I, I you know the lottery may not be perfect, but I think it's better than that. And I would I am totally against keeping the twenty fourteen playoff that they're using this year. Maybe expanding to twenty, I might favor that if they had the top three in each division and then four wild card teams instead of two, and then. You you could have ten through uh, seven through ten maybe do a, a play-in round to be the wild card teams and play the top seats, but uh, no, I would I would not go to any sort of competitive tournament for the for the first overall pick. I just don't think that would mean that much to the players who are actually involved in it. So that's uh, that's how I feel about that. Interesting suggestion though, but I don't. No, I definitely I definitely would not do that. Okay, uh, we are winding her down here on Inside Sports. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you tuning in kellen are you going Yo, out to Castro raceway or what's your plan uh probably
3: not this weekend but uh upcoming in the next couple of weeks definitely for sure i uh, would love to get out there and uh you know take advantage of some of the great weather that uh is due to happen in the area but uh we'll see what happens over this weekend here it's going to be a little stormy at night from what i hear so all
2: right well tell you what Dave Campbell's going to be hosting next week. I am uh, am not working next week, so it'll be Kellen and Dave taking you through. So Dave will keep you updated on anything that goes on with the CFL or the NHL especially. Maybe we'll get something from the Canadian government about the quarantine, about the border issue that uh, would allow athletes to travel to Canada and for possibly... Edmonton to be a hub city. Uh, Elliot Friedman on Oilers now with Bob Stauffer earlier today said that he believes the NHL does want to have one of the hub cities in Canada, and those were the three cities that were uh, were in the running. They all have their advantages, even though there has been a rise lately. Edmonton to a lot of uh, relative to a lot of other communities. In Canada United States has had low numbers hopefully we can keep it that way as uh, as we move along Vancouver BC has made a pitch for it you know that all the uh, relevant politicians in Alberta and Edmonton have uh, interacted with the NHL as well so that's a big story that uh, Dave will keep you updated on I will return Monday June 22nd and I will talk to you at 6 o'clock Dave Campbell's the producer of the show Kellen Kennedy's your studio operator Let the hobo take you to the weekend. Take care, everybody.